Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They bleed just like we do. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that's eating us too. That gives us too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. I am the host, you are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. Lots to talk about today. It is Overreaction Monday. If you want to text in your overreactions, again, the text line 806-855-3712. An overreaction might be Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. Two Super Bowls now within five seasons. In the first six seasons of Tom Brady's career, he had three Super Bowls, five years as a starter. Patrick Mahomes, one behind, but he's got two NFL MVPs. Tom Brady, zero NFL MVPs at that time in his career. You start looking at the arcs uh, ahead of Manning, both of them. Ahead of uh, Troy Aikman at this point in his career, or at least tied with Troy Aikman at this point in his career. Super Bowls or otherwise. Have a long boo as the first text uh, on the show. Oh, it's to something else, not to me. All right. Uh, oh, we already have. Uh... Oh, yeah, I agree on the boo. Now, the overreaction is a long boo to the Major League Baseball's Joint Competition Committee voting to make the Ghost Runner extra inning rule permanent for all regular season games. Uh, so we will have a permanent. I guess they were just testing that out. I thought that was already permanent. I don't know what's going on there. Another overreaction already. If Texas Tech goes 8-4, and four, Tyler Shuck will, go a, will be a high draft pick because of the success Mahomes has had. If Tyler Shuck goes 8-4 and four next year, he will be a high draft pick because he's earned it and because he has a prototypical skill set and size for the NFL. Uh, certainly... I think that the Texas Tech aspect will help with Patrick Mahomes in the NFL and Zach Kitley returning, putting out some offenses, and uh, Bailey Zappi and some of the success he had this year as a rookie. But if Tyler Shuck goes high in the draft, I don't, I don't know if that has a lot to do with Patrick Mahomes. I, we can certainly tie everything we want to to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, certainly doesn't offend me at all. And I think that Texas Tech has done a really good job of doing so. And, hey, Big 12 finally putting out some tweets on uh, that there are Big 12 players playing in Super Bowls. 
and that you had two quarterbacks from the Big 12. Hey, what what a novel concept, Big 12, to champion your athletes that have moved on and are now doing things in the highest level. Crazy. Crazy that the Big 12 now has a marketing department and some brand recognition that you want to have some uh, strength after the Big 12. Crazy. Uh, another overreaction, uh, and this is an overreaction based on where I've been the last month. I think the four corner schools are back on the market for the Big 12, and I think they will be in the Big 12, at least two of them. Two of the six, two of the top six Pac-12 teams will be in the Big 12 in 2024. That's my overreaction. Whether it's Oregon and Washington or the Arizona schools or Colorado and Arizona State, if they break them up, if it's Oregon and Colorado, whatever it is, two of them will be in the Big 12 by 2024. And... If you're the Big 12, there are two reasons you do that. Now, my whole thought process for a long time, or at least this month, <laughs> because it changes a lot in this sports landscape, uh, but I've been pretty dead set that the Big 12 does not need to expand, and I still agree with that. I don't think you need to. And if you're the Big 12 and you have 12 teams, you are in a good position right now to survive until the next big round. And if the playoff expands, and it will in 2024, and if the playoff expands and you have an expansion and there are 12 teams going, you don't want to fight 15 other teams. You'd rather just fight 11 teams for the spot. But if there are 16 teams and you are a tough conference and a respected conference and a strong conference then you might be able to get two or three teams in an expanded playoff. Especially if it is the top-heavy Big Ten, and they are top-heavy, or the SEC who gets respect top to bottom but is top-heavy as well. But if you're an evenly matched Big 12 team, the Big 12 would have had at least two playoff teams this year. And they might have snuck in Texas as a 12 seed because they were really high on Texas at the end of the year somehow. And, and if Texas would have won one more game, I'm sure they would have been a playoff team in the expanded playoff. Probably would have been tight otherwise. And if if the, the playoff expansion settles on four automatic bids, the Big Ten, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 would be those automatic bids, and I don't know that there are any other conferences that deserve one if anyone leaves the Pac-12. If Oregon, Washington are not in the Pac-12, if the Arizona schools aren't in the Pac-12, if Colorado, Utah are in the Pac-12, who's left? It's the Mountain West. They've already been discussing bringing in SMU, who at this point would be the Fifth, sixth best team in the AAC from from last year. Best program, I think Memphis still, but it doesn't make sense to bring Memphis all the way to the Pac-12. I think Tulane has some space, but they'd rather have Texas than Louisiana. Otherwise, SMU is really the last chance. You're not going to bring Rice in. 
And the Pac-12 has been wrong at every single mark of this. Go back to 2021, July 26th of 2021, when we figured out that Texas and Oklahoma were leaving, they immediately, immediately messed up by not attacking the Big 12. And I thought the Big 12 missed the mark by not immediately attacking the Pac-12 in the last go-around, but because you already had the AAC schools, you didn't need to. And now that you've let the Pac-12 screw up two more times by not trying to get any Big 12 team, by not trying to expand early, by not hitting the iron when it was hot, by allowing the Big 12 to jump them in communication with the markets, getting a TV deal before they could, the Pac-12 is high and dry. And I do not think... that they will be in a position to do anything of note in 2024. And a couple of months ago, I was begging for just a reset. Just get everything done by 2024. USC, Utah, or USC, Utah. USC, UCLA, and the Big Ten. Uh, the, the, the Big 12 schools, Texas and Oklahoma, going to the SEC. Just reset it all. Do the playoff. And we are almost there. We are almost there. And you are going to have the new landscape of college football in 2024. You have one more kind of weird year. I wish you could have done it a year earlier, but you're going to have one more weird year. And then beyond that, you have the opportunity to start fresh. And if the Pac-12 schools are going to make a move, they need to make a move now. If the Big 12 is going to make a move, they need to make a move now. And have it ready and done by 2024 so you don't have any more of this weirdness. And the Pac-12 can go die in the West. They can go die in the West. I don't think the name Pac-12 will die. But they have already lost all of their strength. They they are going to be the 2B Pac-12 streaming service. And they're going to have live games on Amazon. And they don't have enough inventory to sell to anybody. The, the Silicon Valley Apple TV plus Pac-12 championship game between SMU and Utah does not draw anything. Uh, back to the text line. This uh, from the texture. It needs an overreaction of righteous anger. Philly fans booing Dak when he was recognized for the Walter Payton Award. Classless. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I mean, Philly fans are Philly fans. The the city of brotherly love. Uh, they're going to boo everyone, and especially a Dallas Cowboy. And it was the Man of the Year Award. Here's this guy being recognized for being an adequate human being, and you're booing the crap out of him before the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was that was intense. But that's I mean, Philly fans are going to Philly fan, man. Uh, Tom Brady has never had to play against Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Well, that's technically true. Yes. Uh, there is not a rule in sports I hate more than the ghost runner. In extra innings, so dumb, Major League Baseball. Yeah, Major League Baseball does a lot of dumb things, by the way. 
Uh, this texter, dear bro, how are you? I'm fine. I'm good too, thank you. Uh, where do you think Jalen Hurts ranks as an NFL quarterback? Is he a top five quarterback? Definitely the best quarterback in the NFC East. Maybe the best in the NFC. Yeah, that that's interesting. Uh, certainly the best in the NFC this season. Um, it, this is going to sound a little bit like I'm being anti-Eagles, and I am. I'm not an Eagles fan. I hate the Eagles. I'm a Cowboys fan. I It's in my blood. But the Eagles offense is incredibly efficient. It's not dynamic. It's not really good. They certainly hit some big plays last night, but they are just really efficient. And that is a compliment. And, again, this is going to sound like a negative because people try to spin this all the time. Uh, but Jalen Hurts is a system quarterback. And he is in a perfect system. If he can stay here in this system, and if the offensive coordinator leaves and Sirianni can keep this going, the Eagles will be fine, and Jalen Hurts will be really good for the next five years. Is he better than Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen even? Probably not right now, but he is in a really good system for him, and I'm happy for that guy. I'm, I'm very happy for Jalen Hurts. All right, we will take the break. When we come back, more text. It's Overreaction Monday. We'll keep it going. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Sports. Welcome back. Rob Rocher, Talk 103.9, News Money Sports. Uh, the texter that said if Texas Tech goes 8-4, and four, Tyler Shuck will be a high draft pick because of the success Mahomes has had. Uh, follows up saying, yes, if he gets drafted, he'll be because he earns it. But the Mahomes experience experiment definitely helps. I think Mahomes has... I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I get it. Uh, and I think the double T certainly plays, but that was six years ago, and that was Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Now, Zach Kitley certainly brings it back, and there are some similarities, but this is a, a Joey McGuire-led Texas Tech team, and the offense that Zach Kitley runs is a lot like the, the Cliff Kingsbury offense. You have some similarities there. He came up under Cliff and learned the offense from Cliff. But I think the the Patrick Mahomes experiment, at, at the texter's words, helped guys like Patrick Mahomes go get jobs. Like, hey, you can just go get a big big armed gunslinger and take a chance on him, and those haven't worked. Uh, Jalen Hurts being drafted by the Eagles is a lot like Patrick Mahomes getting drafted by the Chiefs. Both guys got to sit for a year. Both guys got to develop 
at the NFL at their own rate. And then with a change in systems, Jalen Hurts got gifted a system that really works for him. Mahomes was drafted into the system that really works for him. And there are quarterbacks in the NFL that can play in multiple systems, but I don't think that Mahomes would be better in any other system. There are a few he would be worse in for sure, uh, but he would be great in a lot of systems. But th- this is the elite Mahomes that we've seen has a lot to do with Andy Reid and the system that he's put Patrick Mahomes in. If you, ha- if you have what looks like a good quarterback and he's not being successful, the offensive coaching stinks. And you could probably blame the GM to an extent, especially along the offensive line. If you're not giving a quarterback a good offensive line, Hello, Bengals. But they have given him lots of te- lots of people to throw to. Back to the text line. Overreaction. Drums over flats for hot wings. No. That's just not true. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has three more Super Bowl titles in him before the age 35. He's 27 today, and he's got two. So two in his first six seasons, five as a starter. You think he can get three in his next eight seasons? Texas Tech basketball will mess around and beat Texas tonight. That certainly is an overreaction. I think um, I think this is a good spot for Texas Tech. Now they're coming off a win, but you're still two and nine. You're you're in must win mode at this point. If you want to be in the NCAA tournament, you have to win out or win the tournament, the Big Twelve tournament. You had a twelve point lead on Texas in Austin. You let it slip away and lost by two. You have an extreme amount of success over Texas in the last five or six years. I think you were 8 of 10 before losing in Austin. So 8 of 11, still not bad. If you told me Texas Tech won by three tonight, I would not be surprised. If you told me they won by six, I wouldn't be surprised because of how games finish and and free throws and everything else. Anything more than that, I would be shocked if Texas Tech could pull out a big victory tonight. On the other side, I would not be surprised if Texas won by 15 or 20. I mean, if Texas Tech wins, I think it'll be close. And I, I, if I was picking the game tonight, I would say Texas wins and probably covers. The line is at four right now. I wouldn't pick a huge cover, and I would take the under. Let me ask you this, though. If Texas Tech wins tonight, give me the Texas score. What do you have to hold Texas to 
for Texas Tech to win? What does the Texas Tech defense have to do tonight? Is it 65? Do you have to hold them to 60? Do you really need to play a tough defensive game? Can Texas score 70? A lot of times with Mark Adams, the number is 75. If we can hold them under 75, they have a chance. Is it 65 tonight? What does the Texas, if Texas Tech wins, what does Texas score? Uh, this from the text line, I don't care for the Eagles. One iota. That's a good word. Uh, but I do like Hurts because he's a former Texas high school football great. He played on one of the only teams to beat Galena Park North Shore when he played at Channel View. You generally don't like rivals to have great people. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts is just a great person, seemingly. Now, I don't know Jalen Hurts. Um, and I think they mischaracterized his run at Alabama on the Super Bowl last night a little bit when uh, when Greg Olson was saying he was forced to transfer and landed at Oklahoma and rose again. He wasn't forced to transfer. He got beat out by Tua Tungavailoa and left. But I do respect Jalen Hurts and his overcoming adversity and to win a national championship and then lose a national championship or at least lose a starting role in a national championship and then move on, go to Oklahoma, compete, win a Big 12 title, go to the Eagles where they seemingly already had a franchise quarterback and just push him out because he's flat out better than Carson Wentz. High bar, I know. But Jalen also just has done it the right way every time. And I love what he has to say in press conferences. I thought he had a really good answer yesterday. Uh, they had a, a kid reporter after the game asking questions. And he said, what, are you gonna, what lesson are you going to take from this Super Bowl? And, and Jalen Hurts had a really good answer. A really good answer. Talking about, you know, you have to you have to watch the game and, and take the lessons and then decide if you want to take those lessons and grow from them or let them fester and and basically hurt said, you know which one I'll do. All right, we'll take the break here when we come back. More texts. We've got a DAC question on the text line. We'll we'll answer that, I guess. More overreactions as well. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Rush Show. 
not a Ford commercial. Have you got color in your cheek? This texter says, keep taxes at under 68. My overreaction is that I think we will see an absurd victory for Texas Tech, winning by six or more, followed by a blowout at West Virginia in the Mountaineers' favor. That would be classic. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I was gonna say classic Texas Tech, but that would be classic Big 12 basketball. That would be quintessential Big 12 basketball to have Texas Tech win three straight ranked games at home and then losing to Baylor in between by, what was it, 30? And then losing to West Virginia by big on the road in that five-game stretch. So to have a five-game stretch where three games at home against ranked opponents you win, and then the two road games just get absolutely hammered, is what it is. An an interesting concept in the Big 12, but I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't. And I think 68 is a good number. If you keep Texas under 68, I think you'll be in the game. The problem is Texas can play to 80, 90. They've lost a Big 12 game where they scored over 100. Lost. So there's that as well. Uh, Just specifically Texas Tech, Texas, they have played already. Yes, yes. And it was a 12-point game in the second half before Texas stormed all the way back. And you were in like a – and they took the lead by by a, a wide margin. I think it was a 20-3 to run they went on. And then you cut it back down. Uh, Ken Palm, their top 10, you're 55. Ken Palm, adjusted offense, they're 11, you're 83. Adjusted defense, 27-44. T-rank, they're 11th, you're 63rd. Offense, they're 11th, you're 73rd. Haslametrics, you're you're 61st, they're 9th. Marcus Carr is averaging 17-4 assists. David Harmon has been pretty good. Uh, the lineup that started the Kansas State game, Harmon, Washington, Fisher, Tyson, O'Banner. Washington, Fisher, Tyson makes this defense much, much better. If Daniel Bacho is not playing, if Isaacs is not playing, um, you're going to see a lot of O'Banner, and you have to work him inside. And then you're going to see some Fardaz Amac, and you have to work him inside. I think Amac was his first game back was really efficient um, at working these post players. I think that's a good mismatch for you. They really only play eight deep, uh, nine deep. If you can get them in foul trouble, if you can get Sue in foul trouble, if you can get Dylan Mitchell in foul trouble, Timmy Alley and Allen even, uh, you're going to be in a much better position. 
Christian Bishop is a guy that uh, makes you a little nervous. He's had some success against Texas Tech. I feel like he really likes playing against Texas Tech. And then Tyrese Hunter, you might could pull up his worst games as a Cyclone and as a Longhorn. And three of the top ten would be against Texas Tech. Maybe, maybe three of the top five. For whatever reason, he has no showed against Texas Tech. Uh, other than one game, I believe he had he had a good game against Texas Tech last year. Maybe, maybe in Ames where he scored maybe ten. But in Lubbock, no show. In Austin, no show. In the Big Twelve tournament, no show. Is he due? Is Tyrese Hunter due for a big one? Davian Harmon, Kevin O'Banner, the the prize picks guys for tonight for Texas Tech. Harmon, uh, three and a half assists. He averages three and a half points. I think we're at twelve and a half. He averages thirteen and a half. Kevin O'Banner, this is a Kevin O'Banner spot. Ranked eight p.m. Bright lights, full gym, 21.5 points, boards, assists, over. This is the the perfect spot for Kevin O'Banner to go off. Will he? I don't know. But I do like Kevin O'Banner tonight in his points, rebounds, assists, especially because he's at 21.5. I just, I feel like he might even cover just on the points. But I can see a double-double tonight from Kevin O'Banner. This just feels like one of his games. The dude is great in the tournament, has been great in the tournament. Every tournament game he's ever played in the NCAA tournament, he's had a double-double. All six of them across two different programs. This is going to be a tournament atmosphere tonight. And you can miss me with the, this is their Super Bowl because they're camping out. It always has been. This is not a, this is not a surprise. Texas Tech students care about playing Texas. Color me shocked if you want. But this is going to be a rowdy atmosphere. I would not be surprised if you still hear some Chris Beard chants, if you still have some uh, students in stripes, if you have some mug shots out in the crowd. I'm, I'm sure Texas Tech is doing everything they can to not allow that. But stuff gets snuck in. I, I understand. Signs can be made from inside the arena. Sharpies can get snuck in in a sock. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying it might happen. Tip-off tonight, 8 p.m., by the way. Oh, and there's another Big 12 game tonight, also 8 p.m. Can we not figure that out? We had a DAT question before we got off back into Texas Tech basketball. Uh, I will read it here. Yeah, we'll just do it real quick. Uh, 
Uh, hey, bro, are you ready to move on from Dak for the Cowboys? No, I'm not, and here's why. I, I think Dak Prescott can be Russell Wilson. Hold on. Listen. Just listen to me. If Brian Schottenheimer is going to come in and have a, a piece of this offense, they brought in the offensive line coach from the Seahawks. They are telegraphing what they want to do. They want to run the damn ball and do play action. I think we're going to let Dak cook. And if Dak Prescott can run the ball and facilitate and they can get another guy or two to come in and take some play-action deep shots, I think Dak Prescott will be a really good fit in this, wait for it, system. Word of the day is system. He has not been in a good system for his skill set, and it's made him look a lot worse. They ask him to do a bunch of things that he's not good at. If Mike McCarthy moved on from Kellen Moore because he realized that Dak Prescott was being asked to do things that he was not good at, and they're only going to ask him to do things that he's good at, i.e. handing the ball off, getting team, getting the team into run plays, run fits, throwing to the tight end, and then hitting some deep shots on play action, the Cowboys offense won't look better statistically, but it will be run better and it will be better for the team. And you can really allow a defense to shine if you play ball control. And Dak Prescott is absolutely as good as Brad Jansen or Trent Dilfer or Matt Hasselback. A lot of these quarterbacks who have been to the Super Bowl because they have A, good defenses, and B, systems that allow them to be in control of what they can do. I still have faith that Dak Prescott can do what is asked of him if they ask him to do the right things. They were not asking him to do things that he was comfortable with this year. All right, let's take the break. When we come back, the final segment of the Rob Bro Show, it is 148 on a Monday. Let's do some overreactions when we return to Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Show talk one of the point nine news money sports. <laughs> uh, Nick taking care of us today. He'll be uh, he'll be around tomorrow too. Change of pace from the uh, the Chad Hasty show, which he runs generally. Just uh, just two two middle aged white men screaming about things. Uh, I'm not middle aged, I guess young, just young, uh, active. <laughs> uh, I don't know. All right. I am going to turn 34 in a couple months, though. It's hitting me pretty tough. 34. All the all the listeners right now are like, ah, you're a young guy. But 34 is it's getting up there. Uh, there is a power ranking uh, coming in 
that we normally do on Thursdays. Uh, this is from Cam Meller, a senior director of the College Football Network. Uh, the the CFN 365 NFL draft guy. He is an athlete advocate, he says. But he has ranked the Big 12 quarterbacks heading into the next season. This is a guy. This is why I don't trust these self-proclaimed draft gurus that uh, solely exist to do mock drafts from January to April every year, and that's how they make their money. Uh, they they seem to want you to think that they know college football. This is his top ten. Okay, Dylan Gabriel at number one, I'm fine with. Uh, Quinn Ewers, number two, okay. Jalen Daniels, number three, fine. Will Howard, number four, Kansas State, okay. Then you go Blake Shapin from Baylor. John Reese Plumley at UCF, Central Florida. Basically a running back slash outfielder playing quarterback. Hunter Deckers at Iowa State, who was one of, if not the worst quarterbacks in the Big 12 this year. Now, he had a lot of yards. But the offense was bad, and he also threw a lot of interceptions. Caden Slovis, that Caden Slovis, he's at BYU now, number eight. Number nine, the ninth best quarterback in the Big 12, Donovan Smith from Houston. And then at 10, the Texas Tech guy, Baron Morton. Baron Morton, the 10th best quarterback in the Big 12. Tyler Shuck not even mentioned. Tyler Shuck not even listed in the top 14. Uh, in several of the options, the TCU when he puts three or four quarterbacks in there because he doesn't know who's going to start. Uh, in several of the last entrants, he puts three or four guys because he doesn't know who's going to start. Uh, but Baron Morton, the 10th guy, and the, the write-up for Baron makes it even worse because he only watched the Baylor game, I'm fairly certain. And if you want to say, if, if Baron Morton was the guy at Texas Tech and Tyler Shuck was gone, and you wanted to list him at number 10, I guess, because of experience, those other guys have the edge. But Tyler Shuck is undefeated in games he started and finished at Texas Tech. And he's lost one game otherwise. And that was Texas. He was gifted a Pac-12 championship appearance because of COVID, but then they won the Pac-12 with Tyler Shuck as the starting quarterback. He split time, but he won. Tyler Shuck is a top five quarterback in the Big 12. And I think Baron Morton was undersold at 10. I think there's a long conversation and a, a hopefully a quarterback battle that needs to be had this offseason. But if Tyler Shuck is QB1 heading into next year after spring camp, he is a top five quarterback in the Big 12, and I feel really good about the season. Much better than I did about Tyler Shuck being the quarterback last year because I thought he would only be here one season. Now he's here for another season, and I I want to see Baron Morton on the field, but Tyler Shuck has proven himself, especially over the, the course of the final four games of the season last year, 
there's no reason to doubt him. And if you want to put the 6-6 and Dylan Gabriel ahead of him, all right. If you want to put the the perfect score hype machine Quinn Ewers ahead of him, fine. But I don't know that there are any other quarterbacks that I feel comfortable putting ahead of Tyler Shuck on a list heading into next season. And I think Baron Morton is also a top 10 quarterback in the Big 12. You've got two of them. Two. And I don't want to give any shade to Donovan Smith either. I think he's probably undersold there as well. All right, Texas, Texas Tech tonight. We'll just say Texas, if Texas scores 64 or less, I am very comfortable with the Texas Tech win. That is a low, low number. All right. I've been Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro. Raiderland tomorrow, 11 a.m. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.